Psalms 98, and it's um, the, the word says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. First, it's a jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the heart, with this harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ransom's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it. Let world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and his peoples with equity. So this is why the reason why we sing for joy, because Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back sooner than we thought he would be. And we can see it. So he's coming back for his bride. He's coming back for his children, his righteous one, those that believe in Jesus Christ, and that he's coming back as a king and a ruler who reigns upon the earth and all its inhabitants. For the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. And um, I just wanted to take this opportunity, and Hung asked me if I can share, um, and um, I will just do it quickly, and then I'll pass it on to uh, Grandpa. Um, Psalms chapter one, and once a week I would just share a little bit in Psalms because Psalms is such a beautiful book, and um, and uh, this the Psalms is, is is where we'll start, and the word that we have for today is blessed is the one who walk who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in company of mockers. Like, if, you know, this is a good place to start. It's in Psalms chapter one. And I'm just gonna uh, look up the amplified uh, version, um, American. Blessed, in Psalms chapter one, happy, fortunate, prosperous and enviable are you. Every one of you, okay? I don't know why I need to follow Jesus if there wasn't something in it for me, right? But there is something in it for me. And the world is envious, and there should be, because Jesus Christ is the one that's going to make me happy, fortunate, prosperous. And because why? Because we are to walk and live not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purpose, nor stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. So as children of God, we're called to be separated and to walk, not according to the way that they walk, but a way according to God walks in the way that he, that he leads us to walk. Um, my delight, my delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law, you know, the word of God, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually, that's us, we will meditate it, we will ponder upon it, we'll study it day and night. And there is a reward to all this because in the end of Psalms 1, it says, um, for the uh, no let's go to verse three and he shall be like a tree firmly planted 
while the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper. So this is what God is saying, is that, you know, we should be blessed, do what he tells us to do, walk in his ways. And if we do this, then we will get this. And that is that we shall flourish. We shall prosper in due time. To me, we don't feel it right now, but the word has been, it has been said. It's been firmly established because God does not lie and his word is true. We will bear fruit in season, ready to bring forth fruit in season. Even when it's winter, we're going to have fruits. Even when it's COVID, we're going to be bearing fruits. And we will not fade or wither or die. Mm -hmm. Everything we do shall prosper and come to maturity. So this is the book of Psalms, chapter one. And I thank you that I get to share this. And um, now um, I pray that uh, we all would be open to hear the rest of um, the word that God has for us. And um, I'm looking forward to it. And I would like uh, grandpa to also share what is in his heart and I'm going to translate for a tongue. Okay, thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you Amen. everybody. Amen. My share today. And among the myths that happen around the world, especially in the United States. You have a COVID, if you have a, the trouble in uh, election, and it, the most terrible thing is the fight between the good and the bad. That is a scary thing happened. But God said, be endurance and keep the faith and hope and everything will be okay. Yeah, God will come to bring the peace, joy, uh, peace and happiness. Yeah, we, are, we have to prepare for that, to receive a God blessing. So I would like to share with you the story today that uh, I heard on the internet regarding the God's teaching is uh, be prepared and keep the faith and uh, everything will be uh, in line is at the happy ending. Yes, story is uh, uh, in the past happened in uh, October the 6th, 1990. When the flight uh, of the, uh, the flight number 5690 uh, of the British airline, yeah. It's uh, carrying uh, 84 passengers. And um, after 13 minutes uh, flying, the pilots stand up and let the co-pilot control the airplane. And he stand up for a washroom. And he, the same time he stand up, he hear the crack and the explode at the window at the side. And 
the the windows uh, explode and it sucked the pilots out of the airplane. And quickly the co-pilot honed his leg and tried to keep him inside. And he ignited the emergency signal and someone, the uh, attendant at the back come to rest the help. And they tie the leg of the pilot to the chair of the airplane. And, but they cannot pull him, him in because the, the, the pressure is too hard and they pull him, but it's not able to rescue him. And they try in the palace was exposed to the cone and the pressure outside he, he passed out and slowly he will be frozen. And they decided to do something. Uh, they, they have two choice. One is uh, let the, the pilot out, release him and he had to die outside. And second one, we have to give him like that and everybody will, will die because the pressure of the airplane is changing. So the attendant come to the airplane inside and talk to the passenger. They have a trouble like that. And they vote whether we should let the pilot out or we give him because this is the question of uh, life and death. They have to decide. So people, uh, if they, they let the pilot out, then they could uh, cover up the window and maybe they can be safe to go to the airport. So the, the voting happened and slowly there's 84 people. If the voting is uh, to decide to let the pilot out, uh, if it's over the 40, 42 people, then they will let the pilot out. Then slowly they, the, they, they counting the number, it go up to 44. That means the pilot have to go. But then the attendant start to cry because uh, the, they are uh, living like a family. They cannot let the pilot go. And he, she crying and a lot of people start to cry. And uh, there's some hand pull it down. Mm -hmm. And the number becomes 40. And then that means they had to keep the pilot. We cannot let him go. Then the co-pilots is have the, the miracle happen. The pilot going there can able to bring the airplane down and they get to the airport safely. That is a happy ending of the story. So the, when we 
desire to do the good thing with love and sac sacrifice, then God will help and God will do the miracle. So we have to, in the, the trouble happened around the world now with the COVID and the trouble of the fight between good and bad, we always trust in God because only in God, we will be safe and living. That is my sharing for today. Amen. 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 Wow. Did the pilot survive yeah. that? The, the, the guy yeah, that got the survived. pilot survived. The pilot survived. Yeah. Wow. True story. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, the true story happened in October the 6th in 1990. We can check it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, Thank you, Grandpa. Uh, before I start today's um, uh, uh, sermon, um, I just want to start with uh, a story as well. Um, so it was Sunday morning, and um, um, a mother was getting ready to go to church. And uh, so she I uh, got dressed and got ready, and then uh, she was waiting downstairs for her son to show up. And then she waited, and she waited, and uh, he he didn't come. Like, you know, he's supposed to go with her to, to church. So she got uh, impatient, so she went upstairs to, to check in on him. And uh, what was he doing? He was sleeping. So mom was saying, son, get up. You got to go to church. And then the son goes, no, I don't want to go. And then the mom asks, why? You used to love going to church. Why do you want to go to church? And then the son says, well, they don't like me there. Nobody gives me a hug. Nobody write encouragement letter to me. You know, they didn't say hi. And then the mom looks at him, but son, you're the pastor. <laughs> That's my uh, my little uh, <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, you know, I want to talk today about turning your your tears into joy, defeat into victory. Because it seems to me like, you know, a lot of people are going through defeat nowadays. You know, can you imagine 2020? We thought that 2020 was going to be a big year, you know? In January, we're all celebrating New Year. And, and uh, 2020, like the number 2020, was like supposed to be a, a, a double number, a, a lucky number, a double number and, and so we had we started the year with great joy uh, and and uh, great expectation and then as this year started to you know 
progress, we realize that things go downhill with uh, all kinds of things. And especially nowadays with COVID, right? Um, so we've been hearing nothing but bad news. People are dying. A lot of countries are dying. Businesses are shutting down. Um, and so it's been, you know, going from worse to worse. And, uh, and because of that, I feel like there's a lot of people that are um, depressed. They are feeling defeated. They are feeling disappointment with life. They're feeling dejected. And, and uh, especially now in, in December, we're nearing the end of 2020. And, and we don't know 2021 will be, but I do know that there are many of us here and, and abroad are going through many things. Um, but, you know, disappointment and defeat is something that we encounter all too often in this life. And I want to talk about how we can face defeat, how we can face disappointment in our lives. And we can be strong and turn our defeat into is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we all need to to know how how do we how do we wrestle with this life? How do we life? Because there's many things that are happening that are beyond our control, right? Like you know, maybe some of you have experienced defeat and. Um, and disappointment because something didn't work out the way you expected, right? Uh, a, a friend this past week lost custody of her young children, um, you know, and at the same time, she lent her car to someone and uh, that car was totaled. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, I won't mention any names, but... Um, a friend went to see the doctor looking for some medication to control her pain, right? And the doctor didn't want to do anything about that, right? And so I, I you know, I just feel it in my heart that I need to share something about this so that we can know how to handle our defeat and disappointment uh, the godly way because we can get mad. We can get frustrated or we can give up and say, you know what, I'm done with this. I had enough, right? So many people when they don't have God in their lives, they don't have the word of God in their lives, they, they turn to other things. They turn to drugs and alcohol, right? They turn to to um, different avenues to way to quit. Uh, there is another answer. There is an answer that God wants to give us while we're going through this life. In this life, the Bible says that in this life, Jesus says, in this life, you will have trouble. But be a good cheer. I have overcome. And I spoke about it last week a little bit. And I also spoke about um, the story of, of King David, how King David and his 
people went to fight uh, the Amalekites, right, Dana? And um, when they came back from their, their battle, they found out the village was burnt, was burnt down, and all the women and children were kidnapped. Then the men turned on David because they were all upset. They, they blamed David for this happening. They blamed David for, for loss of their houses and, and, and uh, the, the loss of their children and, and their women. And what did David do? David went inside his tent, asked where his uh, garment of praise is. He put on his garment of praise. He went before God. He prayed. He worshiped. And then he inquired of God. And you know what? In that period of, of deep darkness for David and a lot of his men, God restored to David and his men what was lost. God turned a defeat into a victory. And I want to encourage you today that there is a godly way for you to turn your defeat, your disappointment into victory. Are you with me? Hallelujah. 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 You need that victory. Because your life, you're going to go from faith to faith, from battle to battle, and you have to win this battle the right way. And today I want to uh, talk about, um, about a woman. And uh, she too has struggles. And so if you have your Bible with you, I'll, I'll turn to the book of the first book of Samuel. Chapter 1, verse 1. Okay, so this last week we talked about a man who lost and then he won. And then today we're going to talk about a woman who wanted something and um, had to turn to God to get it. Okay, so I'm going to read it for you. Okay, which one was it? Sorry, Joe. Uh, the first book of Samuel. Okay. Chapter 1, verse 1. Okay. okay, perfect. Thank you. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to... Uh, let me see here. I'm just going to read, okay? And uh, I'll stop when I see it. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Now there was a certain man of Ramathame, Zophim, of the mountain of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Juf, and Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other one is Peninnah. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly 
to worship and sacrifice to the Lord host in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Conina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord has closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she, that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, I will give her your maidservant a male child, and I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. Her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maid a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered, Go in peace. God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way, and her face was no longer sad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, so this, is, this is a recap of a woman. So there was a man, his name is Alkana. And he had two wives. But I th this is the backstory is this he probably married Hannah first. So he probably had one wife in the beginning. And um, in their marriage, it's possible that Hannah was barren. And so the man decided to marry another woman. He married Panina. And um, 
and with Panina, he had many children, many sons and daughters with her. And uh, while the other woman had sons and daughters, Hannah was barren and she was not able to bear child for her husband. And um, being not being able to um, bear children for your husband is a big deal. For a woman who cannot bear children in those days, people would say, oh, you're, you're not favored by the Lord. You are cursed. Um, you know, uh, you must be doing something bad that God did not grant you favor. Right? So, you know, Hannah had to go through a period of, of great anguish, of distress, and um, she was a very sorrowful woman. Nothing can please her. Her husband says to her, am I not, you know, better to you than 10 sons? You know, uh, her husband would pour her love and show her with love and give her a double portion. But yet none of that was able to uh, soothe her distress and, and bring joy to her life. So this is a story of a woman that, that had faced disappointment and defeat many times in her life. He, she was not able to bear children. So in our lives, we too are like Hannah. And there are things that we were expecting in this life, looking to God for, for blessings, and favor, and yet a lot of time those don't materialize, and so our we, we live with disappointment, and that disappointment shows in our in our heart, and it shows in our face, right? You know, as the year goes by, you know, your your smile turns into a sorrow, your you know your weariness shows on your face. And nothing can, can make you happy. And what I want to talk today is, is how can we go from beyond this disappointment? How can we, we overcome this? How can we turn this defeat? And so we see David turn his defeat into his victory. And as we saw and learned from, from Hannah that she went to the man of God and pour her soul out before God. And she spoke to Eli, the, the priest of the house of God. And, and Eli says, go your way. You shall have what you want. And as soon as the man of God says that, Hannah put away her sadness. And she was no longer unhappy. She, she was no longer sad, it says. And so my word for you today is, is the way we fight disappointment in our lives, because we have so many reasons that we can be disappointed with life, right? You know, our, our family may disappoint us. Uh, our workplace may disappoint us. Uh, even our children will disappoint us. There's so many things we, we put expectations on people, and they will disappoint us. And, and so that's... 
you know, going through life with so much disappointment over time, makes your heart bitter. You become a bitter person. And I've seen many bitter persons in, in, uh, in this life. And, and when you don't have God, when you don't invite God into your bitterness, that bitterness will um, rob you of the joy and, and happiness that, that you're looking for in this life. And that's why there's so many people who are depressed, right? People who want to give up, give up on themselves, give up on hope, give up on, on uh, their dreams, give up on their children, give up on their husbands and their wives. They, they give up, right? God doesn't want you to give up. There is a way you can fight through this battle and you can get what you want. And, and having children, desiring to have children is a godly thing. The other thing I want to say is, is, is this. Hannah's trouble did not come from the devil. I'll say that again. Hannah's trouble, her ordeal, her disappointment did not came from her husband. It did not came from Panina, the lady who, who she had a rivalry with, the one that makes her you know, angry, right? But it didn't came from her. It was not Panina's fault. Hannah's problem came from God. It says this twice. The Lord closed Hannah's womb. That was the problem. It was God who created this problem. And it was God that 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 put that that made her this you know go through this. Appointment. So what that what does that mean to us today? Is a lot of our trouble, a lot of the things that we face in this life that 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 was a, a defeat for us, that was a disappointment for us, was the working of the Lord. God has a hand in it. Now you're saying to me, well, why, why would God do that? That is so mean. God. Right? Isn't that mean? I think he's mean. Uh, that, it's just, God, that's not right that you're playing with us, God. But I'm going to tell you, though, in God's provocation, God provoked at you, okay? God provoked your life into a place where you have no one to turn to except God. That's a good thing. See, God just want you know, he wants our attention. It would have been easy if, if, if Hannah would have children and, and her life would be so good. But, you know, her life would not be good because she would never come to God with her heart and soul. See, th throughout this, this, this ordeal that Hannah faced, she went to God and she poured out her soul to God. Okay? And because Hannah poured out her soul to God, God heard her prayer and God remembered her. And when God remembered her, God opened her womb. And out of her womb was born Samuel. 
Samuel was a prophet to God, and Samuel served King Saul, and he served King David. So there was a greater plan than Hannah. God has a greater plan in, in Hannah than she thought she had. Because it was to Hannah that, that Samuel came. And Samuel was the one that anointed David to be the king of Israel. So there's a greater purpose for you when you're going through this ordeal. These difficult times that you're facing. There's a greater purpose in this time of COVID than you would imagine. COVID doesn't take God by surprise. God knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. So he's not all shook up about things when things don't go our way, when things don't go right. God is not all shook up. But we do. We get mad, we get angry, we question God, right? But you know, God is provoking us. He's 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 provoking us, he's putting us into that corner where we have no one to cry out to except to him. And God remember your prayer as we pour out our hearts, as we cry out to him. God remembered our prayer, our prayer of faith, our sincere prayers, not just robotic, you know, you know, um, you know, you know how sometimes when we pray, we, we just, just pray like the same prayer over and over and it just went over our head. We just want to, to do our duties and pray and let it, get it done with. No, God wants us to to be in a place where we pour out our hearts to him. Whatever that is, that we're going through, whatever that is dear to us, those are the prayers that he hears. In any case, when you're putting into that corner, how, how will you deal? How will you react? And there's a few points I want to, to help encourage you on how to... Um, Get over your ordeal, overcoming your disappointment, overcoming your defeat, getting over your bitterness. And we don't want bitterness in our lives, right? Who who wants to deal with a, a bitter person? I don't want to deal with a bitter person. And I've seen many of them. They're so um, negative. When you hang around with a, a, a disappointed, a bitter person, very negative. There's no joy. And every word that comes out of their mouth is heavy. You know, and, and who wants to hang out with people that, that are heavy laden, who are weary, who are negative, pessimistic? No one wants to hang around people like that, right? And so God wants to turn your pessimism into optimism. God wants to turn your defeat into a victory. So there's several things I want to tell you on how to do that. First of all, go to God. David went to God in worship. He went to God in, in to inquire of God on how to, to get his uh, family back, how to uh, restore him. 
He inquired of the Lord. David went to God. Anna went to the man of God. So you too, you and I need to go to the man of God. We need to go to God for answers, for blessings, for, um, you know, uh, for support. In Psalms 121, it says, David says this, I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence comes from my help. My help comes from the Lord, heaven and the earth. That's David's confession. You know, when you go through difficult times, you have two choices. You can either complain or you can make a confession. A confession of faith. You, you can say, oh, my life sucks. You know, I have a, uh, you know, things don't work out for me. My life sucks and nobody, everybody is against me. Nobody loves me. This master that didn't want to go to church. You know, nobody gives me hugs. Nobody, nobody writes me encouragement letters. You know, uh, nobody loves me. You know, we, we, can, we can be woeful. We can be uh, sorrowful. Or we can confess it. In um, what does uh, here's another one. Psalm twenty-five, verse fifteen to twenty-two. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for He shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn yourself to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolated and afflicted. So David is going through some things here. You know, he's, he's going through desolation and he's being afflicted. There was a time when David had to run away from King Saul. Because King Saul didn't like David. And King Saul wanted to kill David. And so King Saul sent soldiers and chased David throughout the desert in Israel. And so nobody more alone than David. He was him alone in this, in this desert. And he's afflicted. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distress. Look upon my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many. And they hate me with a cruel hatred my soul and deliver me Let not be ashamed for I put my trust in you for I put my trust in you let integrity and uprightness serve me for I wait for you redeem Israel oh God out of all the troubles wow isn't that amazing David can say, you know, why, God, why would you give me this life? You know, here I am all alone in the desert. King Saul chasing me, wanting to kill me. What have I done? I have done nothing. But yet so many people are pursuing me and wanting to kill me. They are so cruel. Right? You know, he could complain. But in his complaint, he turned it into this beautiful prayer. 
And he says, let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. David is saying, you know what, despite the troubles that afflict me, you know, despite my misfortune and, and a lot of things that are bad toward me, I will not recompensate my troubles with evil. I will not do evil in the sight of the Lord. I will remain steadfast and I will remain upright. I will not, not return evil for evil. And there's many people that are like that nowadays, right? When you hear, uh, you know, um, things are not working out for them, so they get mad and, and they, they just turn on one another, right? You know, if, if you stand in the way of, of what they want, they're going to try and find any means to remove you. You sometimes even have to kill you to get to what they want. My enemies are many and their hatred for me. They hate me with a cruel hatred. But I will put my trust in the Lord. That's how we want to fight our battles. Is to speak to God and confess to God that we will remain true to him instead of um, <laughs> nobody loves me I hate this life why do you give me this life you know what I'm saying Psalm 30 verse 1 to 5 I will extol you O Lord for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me O Lord my God I cry out to you and you heal me Oh, Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his. Give thanks to the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes early in the morning. David is saying, you know, my life has not been all that rosy. And I've, I've been, I've been uh, rejected. I've been oppressed. And I suffered a lot. That my soul feels like it's, it's being buried up in the grave. You know, this, this reminds me of grandpa's story about the, uh, the, the rich owner who had a donkey. And one day the donkey fell into the grave, right? In, into a well. And because, you know, he, they couldn't take out um, the donkey out of the well because he's too big, too heavy or whatever. So they decided to bury the, the, the donkey. But as they heat the dirt into the well, the donkey keeps going up. This is how it is with godly men and godly women, is we turn a pity party into a praise party, right? You know, sing praise to the Lord, you saint of his, and give thanks 
Give thanks to God. In all things, give thanks. And don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. When things don't work out the way you want it to go, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart, Dana. Don't lose heart. Amen. Right? Don't don't lose heart, Aliyah. Second mm. Corinthians 4, verse 16 to 18, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. You know what that means? It's like my body is, is falling apart. Right, Dana? You know that. Yeah. Yeah. The body is falling apart. But I'm going to tell you, Paul says, yet your inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction is but for a moment. It's for a moment. I know you're saying it feels like eternity, Joe. <laughs> but the word of God, let it be. Let the God's word be true than your confession, than your complaint, okay? That is yeah. light affliction, but for a moment. is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What that means is this pressure that we're going through, this difficult times that we're going through, God is turning, changing our lives from the inside out. And because of the difficulty that we're going through, there is a glory that is going to be revealed from, our, from us, from our heart. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. There's a glory that is about to be revealed in you, Dana. There's a glory that is about to be revealed in you, Grandpa, and Tong, Amen. and Aliyah. There is a glory. You know, God did not promise us that this life is going to be a bed of roses like Antu at some time. Right, Antu? <laughs> Hello? Are you there? You know, yes, our life is not a bed of roses. But you know, there is an eternal glory ahead of us. Amen. And so Paul, Paul continues to say, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Amen. Be thankful. Be grateful. Yes. Do not lose heart. You, you know, that, that's something that, that many of us will disqualify ourselves with, is we, we lose our heart, we lose our spirit, we call it quit. You do not call it quit. No. First Thessalonians says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. So you know what? Instead of complaining, rejoice. Okay? And, and even if you have to... You, I know you feel like you don't want to sing. It's okay. You don't have to sing. Put on worship. Put on praise, right? Now, now it goes against your, your mental faculty. Like, this is dumb. I don't feel like singing, but you make yourself sing. Okay? You, feel, you don't yeah. feel like you want to praise. 
you you make yourself praise. Father, I extol you. God, I extol you. My eyes are on you always. Lord, you shall preserve me. That is what should come out of you. Okay? Don't say to God, oh, my life sucks. It's over. Nobody loves me. I don't want to go to church anymore. Nobody loves me. You know, nobody loves me. Okay? Don't be like that. You know? Put on your garment of praise. Okay? Bring out the ephod. Where's my ephod today? Okay? It's, it's your garment of praise. Put it on. When you need it the most is when you're going through difficult times. This is how we do it. I don't have a better answer for you. You know, allow God to walk with you through this difficult time. And remember that you're not alone. He's right there with you. Mm-hmm. you know, his word is yes and amen. His promises are yes and amen. You know, so do not look at what you can see because what you can see is temporal. It's but what temporary. you can turn said. You know, this is um, this is interesting. What Paul says in Hebrews, Paul says, I don't know if Paul says that. I think maybe somebody. It's the author of this scripture is unknown. Um, we don't know who who wrote it, but it says, "What sh- what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and also David and Samuel and, and his prophets." Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword? And pay attention to this. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle. I'll repeat that again. Out of weakness were made strong. You know, none of us were born strong. I was not born strong. Were you born strong? None of us were born strong. But I'm going to tell you that with God, out of your weakness, he makes you strong. And not just strong, but become valiant in this battle. Because in this life, there is a battle. There is a battle to to overcome whatever you're going through. Amen? Amen. Romans 8. Amen. Amen. You you want to hear one more? Yes, please. This is what Paul says about suffering. Okay? Okay. Romans 8, verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared for the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. That includes daughter as well. I'll repeat it again. I consider that the suffering of this present time 
it's not worthy. Okay, don't don't give it any more words. Don't give it a time of day. Whatever that you're going through, you know, whatever disappointment that you're fighting right now, don't give it the time of day. It's not worthy to be compared. Because whatever what what God is doing in your life right now, the glory that is about to come from your life, it 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 makes all the suffering meaningless. Okay, those sufferings, it's not it's not even worth it. But I'm going to tell you, those suffering will will set you up for the glory that is going to be. Amen. <laughs> there is a glory that in your life right now. Through this difficult times, through COVID, God is going to come out glorified. Through, through your suffering, God is going to glorify Himself in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so Hallelujah. You, I'm just, and you know, we're talking about. Paul, we're talking about David, and even Jesus. Jesus had to drink his cup of suffering, right? And when when he knew he was going to go to the cross, when he was betrayed by Judas, and 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 being arrested and taken to um, to Pontius Pilate to be arrested, he says, he says this, Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, yours be done. Then the angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling onto the ground. You know, even Jesus was in agony. And so if you're feeling like your life is going through agony, Jesus understands. He understands you, Dana. He understands you, Antu. And Aliyah. You know, he understands our agony because he too went through it. And so much agony that even an angel had to come and help him. And for those of us who are going to that, an angel of the Lord is there to help you. You know, Dana, there's an angel in your life. Yeah. Chaka. I, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you, we, we, we take so much um, matters into our own hands, right? When, when push comes to shove, you, you start shoving. You know, you fight back. Um. You do what you can when you're putting in a corner. You do what you can. That is not not right. Yeah. You know, there's something that people call self-preservation, trying to rescue yourself, trying to lift yourself out of the mess, out of the disappointment. But today, I have good news for you. When you're done trying to fight for yourself. God will help you then, okay? Because, you know, we, we push God away from our lives because we think we can fight our own battles. And trust me, if you have children, 
they don't want help from their mommy and daddy. Okay, they said, Mom, excuse me, give me some space, okay? <laughs> Let me fight my own battles. And you know, as parents, we always want to come in and help. You know, I want to rescue my child. I want to comfort my child. I want to, you know, um, uh, protect my child. And, and that's a natural instinct. And then what does I say? No, 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 no. Give me some dignity here. Give me some space. Okay, I'll do it myself. Right. And then after we fight this, 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 whatever that we're fighting, and then we get tired. We get weak. We get tired. We get cranky. We, we fall into depression. And we, we get mad. We get angry. We get something getting bitter. And then God say, are you done? <laughs> are you done fighting? Uh, can, I, can I interject? Can I help you now? Uh, <laughs> you know, God is just standing there, right? But, you know, we, we get so frustrated and, and mad at everyone around us, you know, and, and uh, realize that God is waiting to help you. But Hey, you Joe. Know, yeah? Can I say something quickly? So today, um, um, thank you. So today we, Jody and I, we had uh, some chicken soup. And uh, so I was just saying a prayer and whatnot. And uh, um, he kept saying, well, thank you, Dana. Like as though I need to be thanking me, not God, right? And I said, you know what? God is honored when I ask him to come into my day with me. You know, and it was just really cool to be able to tell him that. And that's right. But there's people that don't see that. They don't, you know, they think that it's by their own power that they can lift themselves out, right? You yeah. Know, they, they think they can lift themselves out of addiction. They can think they can lift themselves out of, you know, uh, oppressions and, and depression, right? And and but that's God. Right. You know, if you want to fight. And if they have teeth in them and strength in them, go for it, okay? Yeah. But as for us, you know, God, I invite you right now. Yeah. <laughs> because when you stop fighting, then God starts fighting for you. Yes, amen. Okay? As long as you're still fighting and there's fight in you, God's saying, okay, okay, I'll, I'll just save my space. Okay? Save space. You fight, I'll wait here until you're done, and then I'll come in and, 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 uh, and help you. You know, in, in Luke yeah. 23, uh, you know, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, okay, his humanity, his flesh hanging on the cross, you know, he's still clinging to every breath. And then his final breath, he says this, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathes his last. Okay? When you're done fighting, your end is God's beginning. So stop taking matters into your own hand. Right? You know, God's just waiting for you to be done, and then he can start his work. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn over to God. Amen. You guys learned lots today? Yes. Are you learning something? God will turn your tears into tears of joy. I have a question. Yes, Grandpa. 
Okay. Um, in the uh, um, Samuel first. Yep. Uh, why God allowed um, the the uh, who who is that? Uh, Hannah. Elkanah. Elkanah. No. Yeah. Why yeah. Uh, God allowed him to have a uh, two wife? Why did God allow him to have two wives? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, God's will is that we have one wife, okay? And if we want yeah. to have two wives, that's that's up to us, okay? I thought um, the same thing, Grandpa. Well, uh, I think as a man, you're, you're asking for trouble because I deal with uh, one wife and, and that's hard enough for me, okay? But two wives, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, Dad, you know, God created Eve for Adam, okay? Uh, he, yeah. God didn't create Eve and, 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 and Yvette, you know? You know, God only gave Adam one wife. Just, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like God gave Jesus only one church, one bride, not, not two church, not three churches, one bride. Okay, that's, that's us. We are the bride of Christ. Okay, so when 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 um, Elkanah went to marry a second wife, uh, that was a man making his own decision. That that was not God's best. That wasn't God. God didn't agree with it, right? So was it so that they could have children? Well, he was looking for um, yeah, he was looking for children so that they can carry on the family name. Right? right. So you know, you know, the the heart of a mother and father is always to leave something for their children when they leave this world, right? Um, you know, yeah. same thing with um, with Abraham and Sarah, right? Sarah was barren, and you know what? You know who caused Sarah to be barren? God. God. You know, God is into this thing about closing the womb of women. You know? you know what? I believe that God didn't allow me to have children because I think that he gives you what you can handle. And, you know, I, I mean, I would love to have had children. I think I would have been a great mom and stuff, but I don't know that I would have been able to keep them. Yeah. Well, and I know, don't know that I would have been able to handle that, not yeah. knowing God the way I do now. Yeah, but one thing we do know is we don't understand what God is doing in our lives, and and I can't explain to you, but I know that there is a greater purpose. Ahead, yeah. Right. So we just need to surrender and say, God, Your will be done, not mine. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Amen. You know, yeah. I, I can think of so many people in the Bible, women especially, that God closed their womb. God closed the womb of Sarah, of Rebecca, of Rachel, uh, of Hannah, and Elizabeth. I didn't know that. Yeah, but you know, through faith, these women obtained the the grace of God, and, and God remembered them, and God opened. Them. Yeah. And out of their womb came out prophets and leaders, right? Like. You know, um, Isaac and Jacob and um, John the Baptist, right? So, and then Samuel. 
So God has a greater plan. You know, we are just part, one part of God's plan in, in his grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. But, you know, the, 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 the short answer for, for grandpa is, no, God doesn't agree that we marry two wives. We should only have one wife, not, not two. <laughs> and then uh, whoever marries two, uh, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're just asking for trouble. And uh, <laughs> the less trouble I need, the better. <laughs> so let, let me pray for you. And uh, thank you for joining me today. Um, you know, and uh, I hope that you get something out of it. Uh, you know, I, I hope that one word, one word, I say a lot of words. Um, you know, if anything, I just want to direct you to God. If, if I was going through things, this is how I would do it as well. You know, we, I can tell you that we, we too have battles that we fought in this life. And, and now too, uh, and, and at the end of the day, we, we turn it over to God, just like all of you are, okay? And there is a, a, a greater weight of glory that is about to reveal in our lives. So, um, so cheer up. Can I just say one quick thing that I got? I don't know if everybody knows, but I did get a surgery date for the 12th of January. Wow. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Dana is having surgery on January the 12th. Hallelujah. Yes. She's been, yes. Looking, forward, she's been looking forward to this date. Yes. And, uh, we were afraid. We were concerned that because of the rising uh, case of COVID that they may cancel for surgery, yeah. right? But by the grace of God, Amen. Uh, you know, we have a date now. So, <laughs> yeah. There's an answer for prayer for you. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Appreciate the uh, support. Do you have a word for us? Do you have a comment or a word? Anything? Talking to me? Yeah, you. Okay. Um, I, yeah, God spoke to me the exact same thing today. And uh, something happened uh, at church here today, and it's related to the same thing. Um, one of our um, ushers, she came in to serve, and she was in no condition of serving because she couldn't even speak. I don't know what is going on, but she was so broken and she was so sad and she like, and when everybody, when the pastor was saying about like uh, from scale one to 10, how do you feel this morning? And because of the COVID shutdown and everything, right? So when it came to her turn, she says, I can't, I can't speak. It's zero for me. And she was so down. She was crying the whole time. She was so sad. And then um, after that, everybody left. I stayed back and prayed with her and together with our pastor. And God spoke to her that this is not the time to give up and just surrender. Give everything to the Lord and he will take care of her. Like just every one of us right now. I know we are going through a very, very tough time. 
it's yeah but but know that god is in control and we, you are not alone we are not alone we have god on our side we have to yeah and and i i can testify on what joe said that you have to quit start trying to help god if you want god to do something for you um, then you have to stop helping him because he doesn't need your help all he needs is you to have faith in him trust him the time will come when he would will perform miracles when miracles happen he is never too late never ever he's never too late it seems like a lot of time seems like he's late like there's nothing no we are totally in a desperate situation that's but that is when god will act when there is no way he will make a way where all doors shut he will open a door for you just keep on pressing on praying interceding and surrender everything to him believe in him the only thing he needs from us is faith believe in him believe in him with all your heart and all your might that's all he wants you to do he doesn't need you to fight the battle he will do it for you but you have to give that to him i have experienced so many times i tried to help god like i thought okay god have a lot of other children he needs to take care of i i i'm gonna help him to take care of myself or on his behalf so he doesn't have so much burden but no it turns out disastrous and when i realized that no god i surrender please help that's when he Don't lose hope. Amen. Thank you. Amen. We well, believe in a living that... God, a miracle doing God, okay? Don't forget. Amen. <laughs> well, Tian Tu, can you, uh, can you uh, cl uh, close in prayer for us? Me? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. Lord, forgive us for everything that sometimes we, we for, forget and we try to help you and we lose our hope. When situation around us, everything we see is hopeless, desperate. But we pray uh, that you forgive us uh, for that, for everything for those uh, things, but give us a new vision. Give us to fix our eyes on you, Lord. That, that you, to, in the fact that you are a miracle doing God, working, and you love us so much that you died for us on the cross. And that our well-being means everything to you. And you care for us and you love us tremendously there is no greater love than your love Lord God today I give um, I surrender everything in my life to you 
And I ask that you come and bless each and every one of us today. You know each and every one of us, our own need. You know everything in our life. You know the areas need to be fixed. You know the miracles need to be performed. Just help us to keep our faith and keep our eyes fixed on you. And don't lose our hope. And keep us to be strong, to be strong and wait for you, wait for your timing because you are never late. And everything happened in our lives that you are in control. Nothing happened in our lives that without your knowledge. I ask that you turn everything in our life into your glory. You want us to go through this time, to go through battles, so we can go out and testify that you are a loving God, a loving Father, and you, and, and you can do miracles. And miracles do happen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give us peace today and forever be with us. Be with us. May your Holy Spirit be with us at all times. Comfort us. Pray for us. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Thank you, everybody. Have a nice week. Love you all. Bye, guys. Bye, Tom. God bless you. Bye. God bless you. Bye. 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 Bye.